0: Hello, my friend. I spend the nicest afternoon with a friend of mine who I've known her for all my life. As in, I don't have any memory of not knowing her in my life. I've always had her in my life. And I am so incredibly grateful for that. I'm so happy that she's in my life, that she's part of who I am, basically, I wouldn't be who I am without her. I truly believe that. And we've—I mean, we've had fights, we've had ups and downs, but we've always been friends. Whether it was super strong or more aloof, whether we were close together or far apart, we've always been friends. I've always loved her dearly. I genuinely—I have pictures of before my my, <laughs> my memories start of us and we've been through thick and thin we've been through a lot we've experienced a lot and I cannot tell you how grateful I am for this girl this woman she's a woman she became through university she became this woman that the only thing you can say about her is that she is such an admirable human being she is a beautiful person I I that's all honestly that's all I can say about her there's I like she's amazing she's not perfect she's a person but she's amazing and so we spend all afternoon talking and catching up and and just discussing life discussing everything that happens over the past couple months couple weeks year like whichever time frame you want to pick <laughs> I just I love being around her hanging out with her. I love spending time with her. I mean she she now lives we we live together in this village where I now am I'm house sitting for my parents. She lives in this um in this village with me. She lives half a street away. Literally it's one minute walk to her her parents house. From my parents' house. So she we we used to cycle to elementary school together, to high school together. And then when we left for university, that was a really big change because we both went a different way. She went north and I went south. Basically, now I mean like in the country I went east, but from our hometown I went south. And so she's an hour and a half up, and I'm two and a half hours down. So it's like a it's a four hour travel distance by train, it's like four to five hours. But we make it work. We, we text, we call, we voice message, we meet each other when we're at our parents' and we talk and we keep each other up to date about our lives, even when we don't talk every day or week or month. We, when we talk, it's all good. Like there's no hard feelings about not constantly communicating because, you know, we have our, our lives in the place where we live, and both of those are amazing. I can't say I don't. I can't say I love her any less because she lives further away, right? Which is a good thing because I don't think friendship should depend on distance. Sometimes closeness depends on it because you're not in every each other's everyday life. So you miss stuff. But you can catch each other up when you talk, right? There's no problem there. I, for one, I don't see an issue there. And I, I, I love spending time with her and I had to catch her up on... If you listen to previous episodes, some of the stuff that happened in my life over the past year. And I I told her the final thing that she didn't know yet because I, I couldn't say it. I couldn't I couldn't share it with her because she's too close to my family. But now I was like, you know what? If I don't tell her, that's actually worse. And I trust her to keep the secret from the people who could harm my parents. And I and she because I can trust her. I know her. Of course you don't you never 100% know a person but I spent my whole life with her I trust her to the bottom of my heart there's no doubt that she will do the right thing and that's I think something that I look for in in every friend I have and in every in in my future partner because we talked about that as well I I trust her And I trust her to do the right thing with the information she has. And maybe that means that she needs to tell somebody because otherwise she can't handle it because it's a lot. Which is fair enough. I had to share it with a couple people because it was too much for me. And then probably they shared it with somebody else too. Maybe, you know, without names, but they shared the story because it was too much for them too. That's how stories go around. Not gossip. Gossip is different. Gossip goes around because you want to harm another person. I don't agree with gossip. But when a story is heavy and it weighs on your heart and you have to share it with someone, even if it's an anonymous story, that's, if that's the right thing to do, according to you, at that point, if you need to share that story for someone to understand that they're not the only one going through the situation or for you to get this heavy burden off your chest and to have it shared with someone so that the burden is less heavy for you, I can't get mad at that. I mean, I hope you then don't use my name and the names I tell you about, but I trust her with that, and I, I trust my friends with that, and I trust you with that. And I, I think that that's so important to, to know and to think about and to remember. Like, hey, life is rough, life is tough. That's okay, but don't forget that. There are people in your life that you can fully trust. And, and we talked about this because she was like, Well, maybe I'm naive. And I'm like, No, you're just a person who believes that if people say something to you, they tell you the truth. I do that. When people tell me something, I trust them to tell me the truth. And if later I found out that that I find out that it's not the truth. It hurts me and I lose that trust with them. It won't ever get back to the same level it was before. I hope that there will be a relationship or a friendship or a camaraderie or an acquaintanceship after it. But there won't ever be that deep connection of full trust. I had this with a neighbor of mine. He... When we first met two years ago, I think, he told me he was 29 and I believed him because why would anybody lie about that? I don't get that. And two years later, I was talking to another neighbor and she said, no, he can't be 29. If he's done all the stuff you say he's done and he was 18 legally when he did them, he has to be around 40. And I was like, what? Why would he Why would he lie about that? First of all, I was like, why would he lie about that? And then I was like, 40? Really? You think so? How could we find out? We couldn't find him anywhere online. And then I walked up to him at some point and I was like, So how how old are you really? Because my friend says you're lying about it. And and he was like, Well, I'm not. I've been 29 for a couple of years now. And I was like, Oh fuck, you're lying to me. And I realized in that moment, and it's funny because later on because we we became friends because i do trust him with many things but we became friends because i needed i needed his point of view on a topic that was really heavy for me and it helped a lot like his point of view helps a lot but now sometimes hearing him speak listening to him and talking to him i realized that he says stuff that i disagree with and the lies and the secrets they 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 made me see that he wasn't a person that i need as the closest in my life he's a person that i like i like i like him i like having him around i like him being my friend but i also realized that there's some stuff that i can't trust his opinion on not fully because he lied his and he told me that he filters himself sometimes so his first move when he meets someone is to lie about his age, which is such a silly thing to lie about to, to me. It, it makes no sense. And to filter himself, which means that he's not fully himself around me or others. And realizing that, I became so aware of that truth that when my friend, she was like, well, I thought because of pandemic, you know, that you would um, hook up with him. And I was like, No. I am not attracted to him in the slightest. And he looks good. He's a healthy, worked out dude. But I'm like, I'm not interested in this guy like that. And now I realize because it's because he lied. His go-to thing to do was to keep a secret, lie, or filter himself so that he's not actually being himself around me. And like, I don't want to. that I don't want to I don't I don't need I need I don't need that like no (laughs) you know like I'm gonna keep that at an arm's length because I don't need that infiltrating my mind and being here at my parents place for a couple days now it's only been a few days I see how toxic that can be I see how unhealthy that other voice if it's too close to your ear and it's constantly speaking into you it's it's, it can be very toxic. So the film we talk about today is Cocktail. I don't know if you know it. It's a film from 1988. It's pretty old, which is awesome. It's a Tom Cruise film. And in Cocktail, he, Brian Flanagan, has a best friend, Doug cool, Coolin. Brian has a best friend, Doug. 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 Dog. Uh, something like that. And. Brian. Is very happy. With Jordan. Problem is. That Doug. Infiltrates his mind. With the story of. Brian having to date this older. the Brian can't get this older woman. And what happens. And, and beforehand. Doug already gets Brian out of one. A girl that he likes. Because he's a relationship guy. Which I appreciate. And Doug. is a situationship guy. That later gets married. Where he shouldn't have. You know. That kind of guy. But. Brian. Really likes this girl Jordan. And he genuinely. Like he really likes her. And they're happy. They're dating. They're, I don't know if they're officially in a relationship. But they're, they're happy on this island. They're enjoying their lives. And along comes... I think it's Bonnie. And I'm not sure which one it is. Okay, well, along comes this older woman. And Doug dares him to see if he if Brian can take her home. And Brian... With his bright mind. Decides that this is a great opportunity for him. To see if he can handle this challenge. Not thinking it through. And yes. This is on Brian. This was a mistake. Going with this lady. Ruining his relationship with. The girl. Jordan. It was a mistake. And. The toxicity of his friend Doug wasn't right for him. He left him once because Doug kissed with the girl that he was dating before. And he left for this island to work and to make a plan and to start his own business. And then Doug comes around and in a couple days messes up what Brian so built so well. And it's it's a problem, right? It's a it's it's a very unhealthy, problematic thing that when we have friends that speak not necessarily like oh they're so toxic, but that speak bad things into our minds, it will change our behavior not for the better. And we have to be really careful of who we let into our minds. Gary V talks. I know I talk about him a lot, but I really admire this guy. He talks about this. He, he discusses this. Like you have to be so careful, which voices you allow into your mind, which you allow to speak into your head, because they're going to determine how you think and how you act. And, who you are, how you behave, what you say, what you do, you got to be so careful with the voices that go into your head, right? I learned this the hard way. My parents love me. I believe that. But they haven't always done the thing that was what I needed in the moment, which might have been a good thing, actually. But when I left for Canada for half a year... They were against it. They, especially my mom, she was like, "It's too far. You shouldn't go to Canada. You should stay in Europe. That if something happens, we can go and help you." And it was the same as when I went to study in the city that I study in. She was like, "No, you should stay in this other city that's closer to home. That if something goes wrong, you can live here. You can travel there. You can stay close. We can come pick you up. Everything." And I had the same feeling as I had when I left for my my studies, uh, my university city. No. I cannot have it happen that I live close enough for you to just kind of come by. I have to get out. I have to leave. So I left. I went to Canada. I ignored her advice. No, I kindly took it to heart and then I ignored it. And I I traveled to Canada. And the first week there was hard. It was really hard. I lived at my parents' house for two months, working all all day, or like every week, every day, in a restaurant, in a lunchroom, because I wanted to make more money for Canada. And I subrented my room to another girl. And so I was living at their house for two months. And then I left. You know, it was like three days before I, le- before I left for Canada, I quit my job. Then I had three days to say goodbye to everybody, and then I left. That was the schedule. Twenty nineteen, that was ta-ta-ta, let's go. And so when I came to Canada, the first week I spent in Toronto, and that was really hard because the or it was really hard for me because the apartment was disgusting. <laughs> like it was gross and it was loud and it was I, I you know, I had a jet lag and I couldn't figure everything out and I was so scared and I had to figure out the whole phone thing I had to you know like all the things it was it was a mess and then when I called home I was to my mom I said I'm so homesick I'm so I'm so confused I don't know how it all works and she said well you chose this this was your decision you wanted this and I I realized my head was my head finished that like so good luck And I was like, okay, I'm not getting anything from her, which felt painful, but was a lesson that I had to learn and that set me free in some way because it made me realize, hey, she's not going to fix my problems. She's not going to figure it out for me. So the only person who can is me, which means that the only person I have to depend on is me. Which also means that the only person I am reliable to, that I have to be okay with doing what I want her to do, is me. Which also means that the only opinion that matters, that truly matters when it comes down to it, is my own. And when I learned that, I learned that very quickly because... I started rowing. If you listen to previous episodes, you 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 can learn more about this story, but I started rowing and I it was like full-time rowing. It was like training for I mean, I was training with not well, not directly, but indirectly we were at the same place training with people that trained for the Olympics, that trained for like um, Amer- North American races, all that stuff. And they, they were amazing. I was not that level, but I was a novice. <laughs> Which <laughs> fair enough, but I was very proud to be one because I will forever be a Brock Badger in my heart, and I'm so proud to be able to say that. Even even though I wasn't the strongest on my team, I was probably one of the weakest, but I loved every second of that season. But they tried to talk me out of it. My mom was like, "Well, you can't do that. It's too much. You you're you're studying. You're exercising like this. You never exercise like this. You're you can't handle that. You can't." And I heard all that. I was like, "Okay, well." You know, um, I didn't want to hear that from you. That's not the support I was looking for. And then I hung up because I was mad. And well, I didn't just hang up. I was like, okay, bye. And then I hung up, <laughs> which I don't know if that's much better, but at least I said bye. And then I told my coach, I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to row anymore because I can't do it. And then I was back on Monday. Because I realized that I loved it so much. Why would I give it up for someone who wasn't behind any of my other plans either? Plans that made me happier than I'd ever been before? I'd never been that happy living. I, I, I loved living where I grew up, right? I have no regrets about any of it. But I couldn't fully be myself. I could, when I went to university, I could become myself. I didn't know who the heck I was, but I could become her because I had the space and the freedom away from my family, away from my parents to actually become myself. And then when I left for Canada, I truly couldn't see them for half a year, even though my mom, she came for a week. She saw the life I'd built. When I left for Canada, she saw the person I'd become in Canada, which was a very different person. When I when I was there, I realized that there was no way they could get me. Of course, my mom could have cut off my finances. That would have been a mess. But still, there was no way they could have cut they, they weren't coming. They told me. My dad was like, I'm not, I'm not coming. And my sister was like, I, I wanna come, but she couldn't make it because of school. And my mom was like, Well, maybe I'm coming. And I was like, well, I can't depend on any of you. And it hurt. It hurt a lot. They weren't coming. They didn't want to come see me. And then, but what that did for me, and my mom in the end, she came, but it was a lot of drama. What what happened because of that was that I realized that I didn't have to go anywhere for them either. So I didn't go home for Christmas that year. I went to travel for a month. Now, that may sound heartless, but what that meant was that I got to travel through the U.S. through Canada, something I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. And it made me so happy. It made me so grateful. And when I got back two months after, we were in the middle of COVID. So I have no regrets about it. I had enough time in COVID with my family. I have no regrets about the time before it. What it meant, and I, I, I figured out a system for me that I was actually kind of there with Christmas because I wrote every family member a personal poem, which was probably one of the best Christmas gifts they got that year. I'm just going to pat myself on the back for that. But what that showed me was that, hey, I'm in it for me. I'm doing it for me. And I'm going to have no regrets about this life that is mine. And I, I think we talked about this as well in the previous episode. But Brian in this episode, he learns this the hard way. Because his friends, Doug, in the end, well, not even in the end, but very far in the movie, he committed suicide because he couldn't handle the pressure anymore. The pressure of making a mess and not cleaning it up. It's similar. If it's your life, you have to figure out how to live it. If it's your mess, You have to figure out how to clean it up. If it's yours, it's yours to take care of. If they're your issues, I've got issues. Now, I can blame them on anybody. I can. If I twist it or turn it in any way, I can blame them on anybody. But it's not going to fix anything. It's not going to make me a better person. Heck no, it's not. The only way for me to become a better person is to own them and to go after fixing them. Which is why I want to go to group therapy starting in September. Because they're going to help me. Because I need help to do this. They're going to help me learn how to speak in groups. They're going to help me learn how to do confrontation in a healthy way. And that's what I need. That's that's it. That's that's what I need. I need help. And I need to be open enough to to take the advice, to grow and learn from it, and to become a better person. Because you can get all the help you need. If you don't want to change, that's not going to work. Like, no one can change you on the inside. They can't. Not really. They can pressure you into becoming someone you don't want to be or that you're not. But that never works out for anybody, truly. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. That's that's kind of what I wanted to say. Other than that, I highly recommend Cocktail. I see that it didn't get a very high rating on IMDb, but I love it. So I highly recommend it. I mean, it's got Tom Cruise. It's got Elizabeth Shue. It's got a couple other people that I don't... Necessarily no, but it's it's great. It's one of those old-fashioned movies which I love. I love these older movies. I mean, I love new movies too, but I love these because they have a different vibe. I love the I love the feeling of it, which may sound weird to you, but that's fine. Uh, There's stuff that sounds weird to me too. <laughs> so yeah, I highly recommend it. I um, I think you'll like it. I don't know if you've seen it, but I think you'll like it. Anyway, that's it for now. I, if you like this podcast, please subscribe to it, follow it, um, share it with a friend. If you want to talk about the topics, if you want to talk about the film with someone, if you want someone to watch the film, maybe send them the trailer, not this episode, because it might give them a couple spoilers. If you want to talk about a topic, you send it to a friend. And until next time, my dear, I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that you're listening, and I will talk to you soon.